The Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, Episode 22. Welcome back to the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast. I'm Jim Gaston, your host. In the last episode of the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, we looked at the TV interview that took place in 1979 as part of the Seattle Today television program. Co-hosts Chris Lenz and Shirley Hudson interviewed Pat O'Day and Lan Roberts, who were two popular radio personalities in Seattle, but also spent a lot of time in Hawaii. Both Pat and Lan described the relaxed lifestyle of Hawaii and how visitors to Hawaii can experience Polynesian paralysis. Today we look at an article from the LaSalle College Magazine from spring 1981, written by Robert S. Leons, Jr., Mr. Leones is a LaSalle alum and also the editor of the LaSalle College magazine. LaSalle College, now LaSalle University, is a private Catholic university in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was founded in 1863 and named for St. John Baptiste de LaSalle. LaSalle College was founded in March 1863 as an all-male college by the Archbishop James Woods and the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. It was first located at St. Michael's Parish in the old Kensington section of Philadelphia, but soon moved to 1234 Filbert Street in Center City. In 1886, the college would move to the mansion of Michael Bouvier, the great-great-grandfather of Jackie Kennedy Onassis. The college would remain at this location for almost 50 years until they needed more space. In 1926, the college purchased land in its current location in the Logan neighborhood of the city. The new location had a suburban feel with ample land and was linked to the city by trolleys and the newly constructed Broad Street subway. However, the college would struggle to find a buyer for the Bouvier mansion, and it nearly bankrupt the college in the 1930s. The main academic building on the new campus, College Hall, could not be finished due to lack of funds. Fortunately, the college closing was prevented by the 75th anniversary fund drive in 1938, and the college was finally able to sell the Bouvier Mansion for redevelopment. Unfortunately, the grand and beautiful Bouvier Mansion was torn down and demolished. LaSalle nearly closed again due to lack of students during World War II, and the football team was disbanded due to lack of players. However, the college would experience a period of growth in the late 1940s. LaSalle would admit women to classes in 1970, becoming a fully co-educational institution. The college would continue to grow and add additional academic buildings during the 1970s and 80s. In 1984, LaSalle College would become LaSalle University. In 2015, LaSalle would make major changes, including firing a couple dozen prominent staff members and administrators, cut six undergraduate majors, mostly in the Forage Language Department, and decreased tuition by 29% to make LaSalle more attractive and accessible for students from more diverse socioeconomic backgrounds. LaSalle University now has over 5,000 students and about 370 academic staff. The school colors are blue and gold. The mascot or nickname for the school's varsity sports teams is the Explorers. The name Explorers was a result of a mistake by a local Philadelphia sports writer. He thought the school was named for the famous French explorer, Sir de La Salle. 
when in fact it was named after St. John Baptiste de La Salle, the French priest, educational reformer, saint of the Catholic Church, and patron saint for teachers of youth. However, the students liked the name Explorers, so the name stuck. The article that we review today is from Spring 1981 issue of the LaSalle College Magazine, and it was written by Robert S. Leons, Jr. Robert Leons was born June 29, 1939, in Philadelphia. He graduated from LaSalle in 1961 and would soon join the university as the school's first sports information director. He would later serve as the university's director of the News Bureau, editor of the LaSalle Magazine, lecturer in the Communications Department, and teacher in classes in journalism, public relations, and advertising. Leons wrote or co-wrote several books and provided professional services to several organizations. He founded his own editorial and public relations firm in 1995. He was also a sports correspondent for the Associate Press for more than 35 years before retiring in 2011. The article he wrote in the LaSalle magazine in 1981 is titled, Hanging Loose, Hawaiian Style. The subtitle states, More than 35,000 people have taken tours conducted by LaSalle's Special Activities Office. Many of them have been infected with Polynesian paralysis. The photograph on page 10 shows the hotels along Waikiki Beach with Diamond Head Crater in the background. The article starts by describing how, in 1959, John Veen, a LaSalle alum, was running the LaSalle College Union at the time and was asked to help organize a trip for some students to do a spelunking tour. Then he assisted with student trips to New York and Washington, D.C., and a ski trip that ended up being three busloads of students. In 1961, John helped organize a 32-day European tour that covered 11 countries and included 109 LaSalle alumni. John realized that students, staff, and alumni needed help organizing trips, and he found himself in the travel business. In the 20 years since those first trips, John estimates that he's arranged trips for more than 35,000 people. He spends more than 10 hours a week reading and comparing travel information and promotional literature. John formed the Special Activities Office at LaSalle in 1975 and hired additional staff to help arrange travel for LaSalle College students, staff, and alumni. The LaSalle Office of Special Activities helps arrange travel and housing for students doing study abroad. It helped arrange a trip class to the Holy Land for a professor in the Department of Religion. Destinations include Alaska, Bahamas, Canadian Rockies, China, England, Germany, Hawaii, Ireland, Jamaica, South America, Poland, Scotland, Switzerland, Tahiti, and almost all points in between. They usually offer two trips to Hawaii each year, in June and November. Bermuda and Disney World consistently attract large groups each year, but Hawaii has established itself as the all-time favorite vacation destination among thousands of LaSalle travelers. Why is Hawaii such a popular travel destination for LaSalle travelers? Mr. Leons decided to find out for himself, and he joined a group from LaSalle on a nine-day trip to the Pacific Islands. 
According to Mr. Leons, the answer to why Hawaii is so popular comes down to several factors. Affordability, well, at least it was in 1981. Action-packed and relaxed vacation activities. Stunningly attractive surroundings and near-perfect weather. The only complaints visitors occasionally had about Hawaii was the 12-hour plane trip from the East Coast, but they weren't complaining too badly. In 1981, Hawaii was much less expensive for food and hotels than many of the destinations in the Caribbean and Europe. That may not be true today. Let me read you the paragraph on page 12, where Mr. Leones mentions Polynesian paralysis. Next to filling you with the aloha spirit or love and kindness, Hawaiians love to display the hang-loose sign, which means never hurry, never worry. This Polynesian paralysis is infectious, and visitors are encouraged to enjoy their vacation at their leisure. Some prefer the peace and quiet of the outer islands. Others like to stay in Waikiki and Oahu, where the action can be fast and furious. Suffice it to say, there's something for everybody. The article goes on to describe the many activities in Hawaii and also the highlights of the outer islands: Maui, the Valley Island with the 10,000-foot Haleakala Crater, Kauai, the Garden Island with its lush tropical forest, hidden valleys, and natural beauty. Hawaii, the Big Island, is more than twice the size of all the other Hawaiian islands combined, but with only 10% of the population, and it's home to the incredibly beautiful Hawaii Volcano National Park. With active volcanoes, the article also mentions the other Hawaiian islands of Molokai and Lanai, which take more effort to visit. Certainly, in 1981, it also mentions the island of Nihiau, a private island that requires an invitation from the residents before you can visit. And there's one island in Hawaii where no one is allowed to visit, the island of Kaolave. Was used as target practice by the military and contains unexploded warheads, so no one is allowed on that island for safety reasons. But there's not much to see there. It's very dry and has little vegetation. Mr. Leones describes Polynesian paralysis as an infection, but it's not a disease or medical condition. But as Mr. Leones states, both the aloha spirit of the Hawaiian people contains love and kindness. And the hang-loose, relaxed lifestyle encourages visitors to never hurry, never worry. This can help visitors experience the effects of Polynesian paralysis. For more information about Polynesian paralysis, please visit our website at rxaloha.com. In the next episode of the Polynesian Paralysis podcast, we look at the book *Alice in Blunderland* by Alan Frotheringham, written in 1982. Until then, I hope that you will take time each day to be still, relax, appreciate nature, and enjoy life. Enjoy Polynesian paralysis—the sensible approach to mindfulness. <laughs>